Truth be told, my family doesn't say hello or goodbye or introduce ourselves when we get on the phone or start anything. So I'm not going to pretend to do that now either. I'm Ange and I'm just a regular person that was working a finance job for years until I learned tarot and accidentally blew up on TikTok. Now I've learned a little about shamanism and every day I tell people on TikTok not to fucking text them and I'm knee deep in relationship tarot readings and shamanic healing, but I love every minute of Shaman believe that the whole purpose of life is human evolution and we come here to clear our karmic imprints from past lives and clear ancestral trauma of the people we're born with and we do that through relationships with the point of aligning with the most healed version of ourselves and dying a good death on the day of our choosing and then we get to choose if we want to do it all again Uh, so that's my specialty of shamanism is comedy in relationships and that's what we're going to explore on this podcast i love you don't fucking text them no can do scooter if you've been on my lives you know what that means it is the username of one of the members of our collective that has become one of my best friends through this journey so um you know i'll be the first one to admit After my spiritual awakening, I kind of lost all my friends. Some of them I still have, but my day-to-day people I talk to, like, life got so fucking weird that I really didn't have much to say to them anymore. Um, And then you call in your new soul tribe. And Danny Harton from, uh, you know, Austin, Texas, became one of my besties. And we've gotten to do a lot of traveling together. And she's like a sister. I love her very much. But our journeys are very similar. And we're very similar. And um, I'm excited for you to hear a little bit of our ridiculous conversations that happen every day. Okay, Miss Danny Lynn. Yes. Are you excited? Is this your is this it's your first, first it yes. is my second nobody okay. the good news about it is nobody listens to this so <laughs> yet yet start yet it's not high pressure it was like i think the first episode well i haven't looked in a few days but in the first two days it was like 50 people listen so 50 people that needed it so <laughs> it's i that's the same amount that listen just when i'm talking loudly on my phone in public <laughs> i love it it's no different. So Danny, okay. (sighs) What are we talking about today? I know what I want to talk about, but what are you ready to talk? I think I'm uh, open. I think we should talk about you uh, you this week as one of my best friends had a great example of a lot of times when I say don't fucking text them people in the comments are like why are you saying that right and it's hard because people think I'm saying it from a place of ego and um that's not I think people just get pissed off because they're gonna text them anyways but they don't want anyone saying that in order for them to stop and look at their own shit like why is this bitch telling me not to text him like because I'm going to it's just you know it's a thing we all go through I think I think people just don't know yeah well okay so talk so let's talk about what's a time that you wanted to text someone and what did where did you really land on it how about that do you have a good story i've never felt that way ever (laughs) i'm perfect um so when i've wanted to text someone and i felt like i shouldn't but i was going to anyway is that what you're asking or okay so 
think of a time i'm thinking of literally today yesterday okay. oh. think, think of a time okay. where you were like i just want to text them tell me not to fucking text them yeah yes and that like what about, that was about four hours ago um <laughs> so once upon a time four hours ago i was on my phone and i said i really really want to text my person I don't want to say like twin flame or anything. That's just really overplayed. Um, but yeah. I wanted to text my person because I was feeling my, a lot of abandonment wounds and I was really triggered in the moment based on something that he said. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I reach out and I say, please tell me not to text him because it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And every time you text out of the intention of getting something from somebody else that you can give to yourself, you're going to get the same result. You're not, you know what I mean? So it was like, just me being like, I feel sad. And I feel like he's not treating me right. And I just, I needed something. I just felt like if he sent me a text back, I'd get the hit that I needed. Yeah. I can't remember the, okay. I can't remember what the example is because, um, I know anyone that watches my lives or anything or has done readings with me knows that like, I forget everything the yes. moment it's done, but you as my best friend know that that is not exclusive <laughs> to clients. <laughs> I literally have no idea what we were talking, but there was, I, there, I remember the energy of a text conversation we were having yesterday or this morning where I can't remember the specifics, but I feel like I remember feeling like they'd be helpful to people where in that moment you were like, no, Angela, this is what he said. And I feel completely like he hates me he doesn't love me like this is and um and i was like no that's not what's happening i read the screenshot that is your own woundedness and it was so oh. clear to me um and you were like oh like you you completely were blinded i mean it was i think it's a good example because we've all been there you were completely blinded by your own woundedness and i was right. like just stop don't react and go. But do you remember feeling that? Like, like you said it really logically when you just retold it. But yeah. being in that moment, like it was, it, you were in a different reality at that moment. Well, being being in that moment, I think you're my. I think our brains, if we're, if I'm stuck on being like, well, he, I flew into town and he told me that he wanted to spend time with me, but I think that this is gonna play out exactly how it's always played out. I literally go into each text conversation automatically assuming that this is going to go to shit real quick. Mm -hmm. And once it does, then even if he's not saying anything out of the ordinary or if he's just being himself, yeah. I was portraying that text is, oh, there we go. He, he doesn't want to see you anymore. And yeah. he was like, I'm tired. I don't, <laughs> like, I can't see you tonight. And it's like, I know, excuse me. So are you i know that is that's it's yeah because our egos are a hell of a drug too and i think yes. um i think it's also i mean i'll just say this but i think it's also because i think a lot of the people in our collective have some of our egos are a little higher because we mm -hmm. are used to so many people in some ways telling us how wonderful we are right. and then right. when that one person you love doesn't like needs to do something human and isn't falling all over themselves it's like what Ooh. in the fuck yeah. Do you know who I am? Have you seen me like naked? Like, so it's just, yeah. I have 40,000 followers. You should yeah, be. Yeah. 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 Oh, I know. So it's ego, but it is, but it's also our own woundedness. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't think people realize the thing is our, our brains don't really remember how we felt in the moment of something. So the next day it's very easy to be like, oh, well, 
I realize that wasn't about me, <laughs> but no. in that moment, it feels so real. It does. It does. And I think that's where, where the whole thing don't fucking text them was coined. Um, is because again, everything that you feel is real in the moment. A lot of the time, especially from a wounded place is so far from the truth. And I think the healing journey is like really coming to that realization and not no longer. And I'm someone, you know, this, I'm someone that I overreact and I'm over emotional. So for me, it's so much more than not texting them. Yeah, It's so much more than that. But if you can just start with not sending them that, sending them that text. Well, cause it escalates from there. Yeah. I think the way my therapist back when I was in therapist therapy always said, um, you're running an old program. And I think oh, you're, what you're saying that over emotional thing, it's not, yeah. it's not that you're like a cry baby, you know, it's Pisces moon, but it's, it's the old program. It's just, right. and so we know those neural pathways get solidified and yes. so you're reprogramming it. And every time you do something different, it, it's, it's making a new pathway and it just takes time to change them. So right. I think it's like, that's why it's like, don't text them, sit with your own shit. <laughs> and I know yeah. when I say this to you via text, I know it sounds a lot colder because my smiling face yeah. isn't there, but like, oh, like, don't answer. You just sit with your own shit. Yeah. It's yours. Like, yeah. because here's the thing we've all done this when we text them from that place and they are okay. Side note, they're also wounded. And I said this to you this morning, like it, we're not making excuses for anyone's behavior. So this is within the context of the understanding that you have this person that you feel so tied to that you are willing to do anything to make it work. So that's the caveat I'll put out there. Right. I'm not saying anyone should sit in a shitty situation or better themselves to be better for somebody. Somebody's dusty ass who's not ready. Right. But if you love someone and they also have wounds and everybody has shit, and you want to be able to hold space for them instead of walking away. Right. This is what I'm saying. You don't reach out. You don't burn it to the ground. You sit with your own shit so you can at least, they're not going to be perfect, but at least you don't get so triggered by it, right? Right, right. Yeah. Because what happens, I mean, think about the times. What's the, <laughs> what's the worst thing you remember? The wor- I'll share mine if you share yours. The yeah. worst, when you, when you reached out in one of those states, and what's the biggest shit storm fire you started? What was the worst? Uh, well, he kicked me out of his house when I, I was, I literally flew to see him last summer and we were going to give it like a valiant effort and really try. And he was like, maybe I'll do long distance. Like I want you to be here. So I fly up there and I had got drunk accidentally on the plane <laughs> and, <laughs> and I show up, he picks me up from the airport and I get in his car because I was still really insecure and nervous. And I didn't really know if I could trust that he, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm like, the dude asked me to fly and spend a weekend with him. Okay. But here in my head, I'm like, oh, well, he just like wants to party with me this weekend. So I literally open his car door. I sit in a seat and I'm like, we should take shots. And he was like, you literally just flew in. We were, su- we're supposed to like, give us like, this is going to be a good effort to be in a relationship. And I was like, so no shots. <laughs> so anyway, so I act like a psycho cause I'm feeling insecure and I'm, and I'm like feeling like I'm not saying anything right. And so I act out on that and homie literally told me to leave the next morning. He was like, Aww. you gotta go. And then we were separate. That's when we went our separate ways. The longest we, we've done that was for like, I want to be dramatic, but it was like a month and a half. Yeah. But still, I'm- that was 
Crazy. I remember doing a shamanic healing on you for that memory, yes. right? Because wasn't oh. that when you were like outside crying outside yes. the store and you wouldn't, yeah. I had never been to this city that he's in, which I'm in, I, I'm in that city for work right now, but it, it was the first time I was there and it's not like the nicest city. And so he was like, well, go find a hotel and Uber. Like that's what they're there for. And I was just thinking, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I know. And that was from reacting and out of a wounded place when I should have just been like, Hey, I need to go to the bathroom and just sat on the toilet and cried. If I felt like I needed to cry, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not that like difficult. Always choose the toilet over text. Always choose the toilet over text. Actually, <laughs> that's the new you should phrase that choose the toilet over text. <laughs> Dump it out. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> It's a whole new meaning to let it go. Trauma, trauma toilet dumping. <laughs> I'm going to go trauma dump. I'm going to take a trauma dump. Oh my God. Okay. Have I, I think I told you my story of the worst time I ever flipped out. Um, okay. This was two years ago. This was literally when I started dating him, when I was not, not even dating, when I was not divorced. But um, there was like a weekday night where he had worked a long day he was tired anyway oh I, there's a there's a backstory i forget he was tired anyway i was home alone and drinking in the bathtub <laughs> i was like don't spit your water i was drinking uh, not white claws but press but press they're yeah. a little bit more upscale oh um, in my bath kim k kim k green bay <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking them in the bath and he texted me and was like what are you doing and I it was like a Wednesday night drunk in the tub uh, and I was like I no I think I was so mad because I hadn't heard from him in days yeah and I think so I was already stewing and I was like I am done with this person and um because this was round one of us dating like we had not been a separation he just I hadn't heard from him now I know he was just working but um he was working in town at the time and so I was fuming and then when he popped up I really thought we were done and so I started drinking more when he first texted but yeah. he was doing this thing where he was texting just he does now I know he does this like just for an hour asking stupid questions about what I'm doing and I was so irritated so I lied so I start drinking more and then I say well I'm on a date and he was like what with it and I was like yeah I am and he was like well and finally we got to a point where he's like leave the date and come over and I said no like three times but then I was like fine but I'm drunk <laughs> <laughs> so, I go, so I go over there I go over there no it's keep in mind it's like 8 30 p.m on a Wednesday yeah nice okay uh-huh and and he is not drunk he has been working. He has just gotten home. He's probably had a couple, no, but he's not, he's not like, you know, yeah, good for him. so whatever we're talking for a little bit, I'm kind of being a complete bitch. We yada, 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 we have sex. And then when we're done, I go, we go back in the living room and then I go to sit next to him on the love seat. And he goes, I am so tired. I don't want to cuddle right now. Can you just sit over there and give me a little space? And I went, excuse, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. And I go over there and I remember looking at him and I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I said, and he goes, Ange. And I remember him just sitting there chill as fuck. He was not being mean about it. And I said, that is so, I go, sometimes I don't, you don't realize how selfish you are and how fucking cold that is. And he goes, hey, I remember clear as day he looked at me and he said, Angela, just because somebody isn't giving you exactly what you need in the moment does not mean they're being mean. Other people, Ooh. Too. And I went, 
I'm fucking out of here. So I tear out of there. I leave. I think I sent him. I don't know. I think I send him a voice memo on iMessage while I'm driving away saying, I hope you fucking die in your sleep. No, I think I yelled it in his face first that he had died in his sleep. And I was like, fuck you, blah, blah, use his full ass name. And then I got my car and I cussed him out via voice memo. via And he said, and then, and via text. And then he texted and said, I'm really tired. Can we please not do this tonight? Because he had had a long day. He didn't even want me to come over in the first place. And then I had said I was out with someone else. Yeah. And then, so I was cussing out. So then I get home and I was like, fine, fine. And then I get home and then I Snapchat him a video and I'm like, I just want you to know, at least I know where my trauma comes from. And it's because I was abused by my husband, but (laughs) you don't even have an excuse for acting like an asshole. We don't even know what your problem is. And then I sent him a second snap that and was like, PS, it's your mom. <gasps> yes. So what was so what happened? Did he like Oh, I didn't hear from him again. So we <laughs> I and then I think I block I I think I then I blocked him on everything and I deleted him on Facebook and I I blocked him everywhere. And then um I think like a week later I unblocked and I was like I'm so sorry. I that was really fucked up of me and then he didn't answer. And then I was, was like, eight, was that the time where it took eight weeks to hear from him again? No, that, that was just, it was just a few weeks. And then, cause that was like, okay, so that was September. That was just like mid September of last year. And then, so then, um, so then, but I, when I said, I'm sorry, I friend requested him back on Facebook and on snap. And then he did, he just ignored it all. And then right. on my birthday, so Definitely. it's October, October mm-hmm. 1st. So right. on my birthday, I was dating a new guy, Mark. And he was coming over and I remember he had just gotten to my house and I got the snap notification that he added me back on snap. That's so like, yeah. And I was like, I can't do this right now. So I just didn't say anything for days and then whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, that was the most embarrassing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, <sighs> unfortunately, um, I have so many unfortunate embarrassing moments that have spanned years that it's like at some point I have gotten a lot better I really really yes, have you have especially the past um probably Junie probably I'm not even there uh probably six months um but it's just crazy to think of the progression and it's like well everything starts to make sense because you're like oh yeah like he's always responded that way not because of me it's just who he is like I'm just crazy so yeah I mean I'll say now two years later and that's what I was kind of saying you're not crazy we just we all have our woundedness and so I I think shamanic healing has helped us both a lot like not just that work is beautiful soul retrievals there's something but when you're missing that part of your soul it's just really hard to respond from a healthy place a whole place because you're not you're literally you know not whole so for me I don't know that was when it, my tune changed and I stopped acting like that as much because I felt better about who I was. Um, right. But but I will say now that even though sometimes we I, he still triggers me, um, I still trigger him quite a bit, but he triggers me less. So he I've been able to hold space enough that we've had those moments where he's actually candidly said like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but like, I, this is who I am and we all have issues and, you know, like, so I think a lot of times we're so triggered by them that we don't realize that like, they're a person too. And we're just validating every villain backstory that they've ever had. Every girl that's ever yelled at them. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what I was thinking today. I'm like, oh my God, that poor man is probably like, cause you know, his background comes from a big family. Parents were divorced. He, there's like seven kids and he's the middle and he's the only other boy there's like five girls and two boys and uh, I don't think he had a good relationship with his mom and here I am like at every moment I'm trying to be his damn therapist yeah and I'm like well this is what you're this you're not doing this yeah and you're not doing that and it's like I'd be sick of my shit too honestly however there are two it takes two to tango yeah his reactions and treatment you know t- towards me is not correct yeah so that's where that's where it's like you got to stand in your power and decide what you want in your life right yeah but But not that one person it's like okay you just I guess you just have to get to a place where like with or without them if we really don't ever end up together at least I had this wild experience that just like forced me even more into an I mean healing journey I've had a lot of those but like into a a different healing journey that's just so much more I don't know I don't want to say individual but he pushed me into this journey so at least there's that yeah I mean I think it's just I the more I heal the more I look at it like I don't think I'd ever and maybe this is just my Aquarius moon but like I don't think I ever want anyone who's actually so easy yeah and yeah yeah. but not from a bad place but like I don't do you have I showed you or told you about there's that comedian um I always say his last name wrong Bert Chrysler or whatever like he was okay I think he's I don't know why he pops up in my feed all the time and the last three guys I've dated have literally at one point turned to me and been like people always tell me then they remind me I look like yeah and did I tell you this because when I was dating Derek I said to him I go I remember at the grocery store when he said that I go you're the third boyfriend that is I swear to god and he he goes maybe you just have a thing a type that's like um overweight bald dads that drink too much and I said I do I do do. but no I think the thing that I've learned from watching his stuff and watching his podcast and the, the clips on TikTok is his wife loves him very much but rolls her her eyes they've been together like 20 some years you know they have two girls rolls because he's a lot and he's very wounded and he's very open about it and he drinks too much and he's a fucking pain in the ass um but she just navigates around him she <laughs> rolls her eyes at him she's in a very healed place and he is beautiful the messy way he is and that's why his fans like him and stuff right so like but she's just able to be her and their girls are just like whatever you know and yeah. so that's kind of the way i look at it right now if i were to be in a relationship with someone who had those types of issues or you know or like kind of what you're going through i all we can do is heal to a place and that if we decide we want to be with them we are unbothered by their nonsense because it has nothing to do with us you know? right right yeah that's 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 the sweet spot i mean that i think we're trying to get to have you ever i mean i know the answer to this but i know i think about the time that you've been like the fucking messiest maybe you were just like out drinking one night with a bunch of people and you were just a shit show have you ever had a boyfriend or a friend that just was like didn't care and just took care of you oh 100 it's yeah. the nicest fucking feeling you know you're it a piece is. of garbage you know you're the the mm-hmm. most out of control person like that's 
why can't we be that sometimes? Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I just wish I didn't have a therapist as a mother because it would probably be so much easier for me to just let shit go, but I just hold on to it and I analyze it for days. So, um, but that's, that's a beautiful description. It's a beautiful way of, of looking at somebody you love that you feels kind of crazy. Cause I mean, he even admits he's crazy. So it's yeah. like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Let him be crazy then. Don't we love that they're crazy? Isn't that part of them that we 100%. love? Yes, ab- absolutely. And I think we for- uh, yeah. it's, easy, it's easy to forget that when in the moment, my needs not being met and damn it, you need to meet my need. Yeah. That's in whatever ego. way I tell you, that's a no. Yeah. Because that's ego. That's our own. It's only our own ego. It is ego and fear and just, yeah, it's always us. And that's the crazy part of this entire thing is it's never about them or the other person and it it can't be it's only about us and a lot of people will go a lot of people get on a path similar to this and literally never grasp that so they just keep wondering why years later shit's still not going right yeah well I'll give you yeah it's because it's about you buddy yeah. And the thing is too, if you can, if, if you really do enough healing work for yourself to be less bothered by them, mm-hmm. they do start to improve because just having someone yes. love them a little more unconditionally and not treat Absolutely. them like such a piece of shit does help people heal. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I mean, the whole laws, <clears throat> law of assumption gang, um, that's just on a totally different path, but, um, yeah. It is, you know, a lot of people want, a lot of people, people start this journey in hopes that it'll eventually like trying to change their, their person. Right. But if we just change ourselves, like whether you're conscious man, consciously manifesting or not, the world changes around you because it it has to, when you start seeing yourself differently, everything changes. It's just, yeah. It's that stubborn doing the work to get to that place where you're just, you're like, okay, I'm fine. Like I'm letting go of all of this and I'm not trying to control anything. It's like the world just opens up for you. I don't feel that way right now. I'm having a bad fucking day, but intellectually, I know that's where the magic happens. That's the beauty. And those bad days get us to the good ones. Like, honestly, I mean, I, mean I hate to be so cliche, but it's okay to have those bad days too, where you just fucking- yeah hate it all it's it's hard because and and you have to honor that too i think that's the thing too when clients have done the thing where they're like oh it's okay here i'm in the same town as them and they don't want to see me but i'll be okay because i know i'm manifesting our our return i'm like you feel sad about it though you can't just spiritually whitewash over the fact that you feel like shit right now Mm -hmm. exactly and i okay perfect example i was Cause you know, you know me, like I've been on the manifestation journey as well. And I've done law of attraction, law of assumption and manifest yeah. a specific person and all that stuff. And so today I caught myself and I was like, well, I was just thinking, well, like I'm already manifesting these changes. And like, if I don't see him again this week, like it's fine, blah, blah. And I was like, no, yeah. no, I'm sad right now. Mm-hmm. If I don't see him again this week, I will feel extremely crushed. I will be okay, but like, I'm going to have, it's not a good day and I'm okay with that. I don't need to like try to manifest harder or try to say positive affirmations about myself harder. Like I can honestly just be like, I'm really fucking feeling some shame and guilt right now. And I'm sad and that's okay. And I can go take a bath and just feel that. 
And, you know, one good way to tie all that together, too, is to be like, I love myself enough to honor. Mm -hmm. My self-concept is Mm -hmm. high enough that I'm going to honor the fact Mm -hmm. that I feel like shit and I, that's okay. Yeah. And not fucking text him. Yeah. And not, and not tank my whole thing by being like, I manifested this. I'm, I'm a piece of shit, you know, not go there either. Cause when I was doing that, like when I was the full on love. Yeah. An attraction. Attraction. Um, I was the most, I was fine until it's stop where you come down from that. And then it's a shame spiral and it's worse. I think those, those of us that were like, um, the overachiever, perfect daughter types, you know, like it's just, it's, it's too close to that. So I agree. I think it's, I love myself enough to just be, it is very sad. We have to honor reality. And like part of it is, and that's why I like shamanism because it's rooted in mother earth or Pachamama Mm -hmm. and, um, Mm -hmm. The reality is of it everything dies and things and there is a mourning period and there is a set and even like seasons so like not everything's gonna be great all the time it's not realistic right. to just expect and then to just whitewash over it like but the good news is like the earth and and spirit is there to hold us during those times yeah and i think so much whether it's a generational thing whether it's a manifestation thing because a lot of people that watch your channel have been or are on a manifestation journey of yeah. some kind yeah um and I think a lot of the co- manifestation coaches and people push, well, your, your main goal really is to feel good. So whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. that's not making you feel good. That's what's blocking your manifestation. It's like, wait a minute. I'm a real human being with real emotions yeah. and me just me feeling upset because I'm in a city where the love of my life is. And he's being fucking Steve right now and a dick. Um, I'm not like trying to just feel good is just digging that hole that much deeper and just suffocating your true emotions. Like, cause you're not going to manifest from it, from, from, you know, from that place, if you're just stuffing everything down. So I don't know, that was just really bothersome for me today. Cause I was like, I was, I was listening to this guy named Dylan James and he was like, yeah, whatever you're doing, you just really just need to start making sure that your, um, daily practices make you feel good. And I was like, well, shit, if it was that easy, then everybody would have manifested whatever the hell they wanted, but that's not real life. So I think, so here's the, the shamanic twist on that and the more ancient perspective. It's not too far off. It's just semantics, but, um, in shamanism, they say, choose joy every day. You can't choose joy, right? So you can choose joy. So, but you still have to do that from a grounded place with your with your feet firmly on the earth and dropping your belly into the belly of mother earth and letting it hold you like really getting rooted and grounding your energy on this earth which is one of a realist of saying you know this is the reality of the situation Uh, they say a shaman surveys all of the possibilities and tracks all of what's going on and is really honest with themselves about what it is and then chooses Mm -hmm. out of that vision what they want to bring in a bigger focus for ourselves but to do so you have to be really honest and then and and the thing my teacher jose luis said this weekend too is and then you choose your engagements really carefully because you cannot change people you can change the pay that the way that you will see them and you walk Mm -hmm. with them so i think that's where the law of attraction folks get a little bit off track for me because um very well yeah it's and it's more like I mean, everyone has free will, but it's more of you can change the vantage point on which you see someone's behavior. Mm-hmm. So right. um, point in case um, your person telling you he's tired and 
he's he he doesn't have it in him tonight you know um you can you can come from a place of being like i see that okay yeah. sleep well talk to you later um okay daddy like i told you yeah. this for the yeah. record. or but and you weren't there and that's okay or you can be like you fucking piece of shit i am in town you never want to see me you don't care about yeah. me yeah. i'm stupid yeah you know? so this is what i'm saying the healing part so so by choosing joy in the shamanic traditions, what it would mean is take a look at your shit and acknowledge what is yours and what's stopping you from be ha being happy. Okay, my belief that that's about me right now is stopping me from being happy. Yeah, and then you funny. do the work to let go of that and to heal those imprints and to align with the most healed version of you and to remember what that is and try to bring yourself as much into balance with that on your own right. so that you can see those people different. You know, it doesn't mean that he's not going to still be selfish and want time alone when it would be nice. You're only in town for a week, right? But it's the way you see it's going to change. Right. So mm -hmm. I think, but you're, but choosing joy is still, it's like you're choosing joy by by healing yourself and by looking at that from a different place. But you yes. might also choose that one from a healed place that your joy would mean you don't want to date him anymore. You know? Yeah. You don't know that until you get there. I mean, choosing joy is so much different than just feeling happy. Because yeah. when you frame it in the concept of choosing joy, that means you're making a conscious decision to be like, I feel like shit right now and I just want to go eat a tub of cheese. Um, <laughs> to it and I want to text him and I want to be like why don't you fucking love me the way I want you to love me why you know all that stuff but I'm just gonna choose to yeah go take a bath and eat some cheese and just be happy and deal with my shit that's such a more beautiful way of, of putting that instead of just feel feel happy whatever makes you feel happy it's like well making me what makes what make me feel happy in this moment is texting him and being like is your dick still sore like <laughs> you know you why are you being a piece of shit? <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. So yeah, I would highly advise against that. Personally. Oh, 100%. I, I just have it written down. And like, you know, and a lot of people talk about shaman as shapeshifters, if you haven't heard that. Yeah. But it really is, um, metaphorically speaking, especially as like a shamanic practitioner versus a hopeful on shaman. Um, the thing I've written down here is he said, when you're able to, de when you're able to deconstruct yourself, Ooh you can shapeshift, right? Deconstructing yourself um, is arduous, but it can be done. So if you can pull those pieces of you apart enough to see them, mm -hmm. and this is a wound, this is ancestral, this is karmic, and let them go, because yeah. you really can, then you can change into what you want to do. And then that's when you really do have the the power to manifest that vision from a clear, um, absolutely healed place. Yeah, I love that. It's it, and it can be done. It, like it's arduous, but it can be done. When he said that, I like that. But um, it, it I think that's where too many of us. It's it's not about self concept either, because I would argue I've had the highest self esteem out of anyone. And I agree, you have the highest self concept of anyone I've met in my entire life. But I still had wounds, and I still Absolutely. have wounds. Absolutely, and, and you subconsciously, just because you have the highest self concept, yes. But subconsciously, if you're put in the same situation, like you're still going to act out on that specific wound if you don't get into the root of it and grab it out. Yes. And then even after a soul retrieval is done in shamanic healing, which you and I have had a bunch of done. Yeah. You have, I have this written down too, but you have to incorporate the newly gained part of yourself back Ooh. in and hold it and hold it sacred to you. And you have yeah. to remember that, um, or you will just go back to an old program. It's like you know? training a muscle. 
It's yeah. it is. It's you're retraining we, those those neural pathways. So like that's why I'm saying it's, yeah. it's that's an old program. I'm not going to do that anymore. But it's right. it's asking to. So you can manifest what you want, but it the difference is. It's what am I sourcing from? So, mm. and, and when and when you decide to, to decide that his text he's tired <laughs> means he hates you. You're feeding your fear. Yeah. You're not feeding that. And it loves that. Mm. And my bot, my physical body loves to feed the fear because my subconscious brain and like my physical body can't tell if what's going on in my three D reality is real or not. Does that make sense? Like I, yes. yeah. So well, my, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just think, yeah, it does. But I think that's where part of this journey is too. So um, I think a lot of us, particularly in North America, um, are not very good at feeling uncomfortable. No, because, because especially, we have everything to make us feel good. Out of yeah. So the minute our body feels uncomfortable, we we have to do something and that's the texting them that's the but if part of this journey too is regularly getting yourself in a place of feeling uncomfortable so you can learn that you can manage that yeah and so that you don't need to do something every time and i'm practicing that right now you know yeah i'm trying I think too, because like, well, and that's why Jose, so Jose Luis this weekend was telling us, did I tell you how he was telling us to go on a vision quest? I think, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I told you this yet. Okay, I gotta read. Because I, I have to do it, but I'm terrified. So basically what he was saying with the deconstructing yourself is arduous, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. He was saying, um, you, so you want to shift so that you can get to that healed state. So the one of the ways to do it is a vision quest. So like what that means is spending three to four days in a remote place offering a quest for the vision, the vision of the life you are going to manifest. Okay? So it's like quantum jumping. You do quantum jump during this process, but wow. you're sacrificing. You need to be like cold, mm-hmm. hungry, afraid. You're meeting spirit with your fears. Um, so because he said life on its own loves mm-hmm. to and will test you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do it at the expense of your own pain, there are rewards waiting. So he was saying, um, you know, you go into basically if you find a place off the grid that you can safely be in it, he said you can do it in groups. So there's people, but no talking for three or four days, nothing but water. In my approximation, I, I envision a juice cleanse because I don't, yes, yes. I'm not gonna, if I can't have cashew milk at the end of the day, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. So, but you go and then um, basically like, let's say an Airbnb on Washington Island, right? Like in the middle of nowhere where you're safe, you can, you can go inside and sleep at night, but no talking to anyone, no cell phones, nothing. You just sit outside yeah. all day. You sit outside and you stare. And he said in that space, you dissect your own visions, um, what they are about. And sometimes um, those visions can be harbors of good um, corn, of good, like your vision, right? And sometimes they are not. And then you find you need to change them because whatever you're stuck with when you're in that place. So um, when he said when he did it, he did it six days in the desert in California. And there was an old shaman who would come out and check on him from afar, but not, I think it was somebody in the Navajo community that oversaw this. Well, he did it in their tradition. He said they told him he drew a circle. He made a circle with cornmeal and put four mm-hmm. flags around him. And he, all he had was water. And he sat in that circle for six days. And he said, you know, by the um, 
a few days in, like you start to lose your fucking mind. Yeah. Like you sleep, but you you don't know day for you go to almost delirious, but it really does clear out all your shit, both physically wow. and um yeah, but when he said I have that again, life, life on its own loves to and will test you. But when you do it at the expense of your own pain, there are rewards waiting. So when he said mm-hmm. that, I'm thinking of you and me, like, you know, at the Ritz and Lake Tahoe, bitching. Because <laughs> we couldn't get the table we wanted. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, that's yeah. not help. That's not helping us. And no. I, don't th- I don't think it's like, you know, I think for a moment I was like, I have to get rid of everything and go live off the ground. No. Yes. Like, we also are choosing joy by manifest. We, we're living in lives we manifested to some extent. But we have to go find these painful points. And... And, and somehow get ourselves to a place to feel uncomfortable at times so we get used to it so that we don't feel like we need to react to every fucking bad feeling we have when we get back to our happy life. Absolutely. And isn't that crazy how it's like, I don't know if we're pre-programmed to feel this way, but if something bad does happen or does happen or if we don't get the response we want, if we're not being treated a specific way, like, and we just automatically go react to what's happened in the moment instead of what we want to happen. Like I could have been like, okay, well, he texts me this back and it's not what I wanted. And I would have wanted him to say something different, but I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting to see how our brains just formulate other people's intentions when we have no idea half the time. Yeah. don't. Well, and that's what the shamanic path is all about sorting out your own shit. Yeah, exactly. And and that's really what the whole spiritual awakening is, but not everyone uses it for that. It's, you know, it's here, this is, it's like, we. so I have written down too, we need to find a way to make clear choices. And to yes. do that, we need to undo our old patterns. So a lot of people, we can have this clear vision and we can feel like we're constantly reading the situation really well. But, you know, if, if we don't understand our own patterns and what's going on in our own head, we're never going to see the water for the I trees. know, and it's uh, just saying it, it gives, like, gives me, it gave me chills. And it's so, if you're really doing the work, and you're not just posting videos on TikTok about doing it. If you're really doing the work, it is so unbelievably painful at times, but holy crap, you just get to a point where like, I can't imagine life different. Like, I love this. And as pain as, as the depth of pain, you feel the depth of pure joy, you will be able to feel the height of pure joy. You will yes. feel. So it's all so worth it. It is. I mean, I, I'm the first to admit I have plenty of days sometimes where, especially because my thing, I love being a victim. So we, we all know our core wounds and and that's my number one. I'd like to go back to what is, what does he call it? He calls it, are you feeling sorry for yourself again? That's my favorite thing to do. I like to be a miserable bitch about it. Um, and there, I look at some of my friends that are not on these spiritual paths who just have had perfect lives and um in my you know and not even just from my vantage point like I mean they have shit happens to everyone don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. for the most part they have pretty beautiful lives and that's their path we all get to choose I believe firmly we all choose before we incarnate um and some people have less past lives or less trauma in their past lives or maybe they cleared them three lifetimes ago and they're just they're just taking it easy yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's why i'm gonna do the next one but yeah. um, no i want to clear it all in this one so i can come back as like prom queen in the next one but, <laughs> but yeah, me lady gaga no yeah. um I, but i mean she had trauma too but but what i'm saying is i um 
we did choose it and i know i did and yeah there's a lot of beauty i think part of it is is when you heal enough to just really be present in the beautiful moments of your boring happy peaceful life mundane life yeah mm, that's good instead of running i'm really bad at that because i always feel like there should be something more you know that's my problem in relationships people jobs yeah. but there has to be something more to this yeah I know when I had that shamanic healing done yesterday, I was talking to my teacher, Amy, and she said, um, you know, so she's been with her partner since high school and she's, I think he just turned 60. So they're, you know, and I wow. said, when she said, what do you really want? I said, I want someone to walk with me. Like Dave walks with mm -hmm. you. Like, that's what mm -hmm. I want beauty. And I want the real love. And I want, yeah. and she, at the end of the healing, she said, you know, it's, I, I, I am very fortunate. I've had him, but it, that's just the icing on the cake. If you're not happy, with whatever you have going on, it's not gonna be enough. And I said, you know, you're right, because I met the love of my life like four different times now. And my college boy and my high school boyfriend who I broke up with, and my college boyfriend, and then that guy in my twenties, and then my marriage. Right. Like, um, nobody's ever enough. It's not enough. And I get into those situations and then there's another ex I miss or there's always something. Right. I, I'm never content. Um, I'm always waiting for this something to sweep me on my off my feet. And she goes, Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Oh, that's good. That just hurt, that hurt my little Pisces heart. I was like, damn. Mm, and it's, I mean, honestly, I think about it a lot. So, um, I think one of the other big things that people yearn for, as you know, are having kids, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I was 33 when I got pregnant with Rad on accident, but so I had many years thinking I was never going to have kids. It was not my path. I had been with Jared for a year. He wasn't going to have another one. Mm -hmm. and he was not nice about it, you know? So, yeah. um, when I was in my thirties, so I had that and then that happened for me. Mm -hmm. So you would think <laughs> that yeah. Ange got what she wanted. She'd be okay. No. Cause now yeah. I just focus on the relationship and right. I have to fit. I mean, you've spent a lot of time with rad. I'm very, people would kill to have that kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I also have the mirror of my brother and sister-in-law who tried to have kids and yeah, have the relationship. Right. But, and I watched that haunt them, even though they have the relationship. So I don't want to be the person who's just like never happy. Satisfied. Content. Which is, that's an imprint for me. Cause that's, right. my dad would tell you that's why him and my mom split up. You know, my mom doesn't think that, but that's his shit. Nothing ever made her happy enough. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And my grandma too, it is an imprint in my family. And so um, when she said that, I was like, fuck, I need to be yeah. single for a while and not forever. And she was like, you don't have to do a black and white, like always and never, but like, yeah, you need to be really solid. I will tell people I love my life. Um, I do, but <laughs> I also know that yeah. I should. Right. It's, it's different to know you should and to feel kind of shitty and humble about it versus actually being content, right? Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, like people say that shit to you all the time, don't they? About like, oh, your life looks so whatever, right? I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, and both of this, it happens to both of us. It's like, I'm, I'm talking to some woman at a location or in a new city I'm in. And she's like, well, you're so beautiful. Like you're gorgeous. Why, like, why is it so hard for you to find a man? Like what's, what's the wrong in your life? And I'm like, if being pretty was a fucking million dollar yeah. problem solver for my life. I would have solved my problems a long time ago. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care how it just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I was thinking about this yesterday too, when I was doing my shamanic healing. Cause I was like, 
in the two years since I met this man, like I had done everything I could to be good enough for him. Yeah. Yeah. I look mm-hmm. completely different. Like I am literally like I know I have, I've seen pictures, yeah. I, <laughs> I know I really have had a glow up. Yeah. I um I but like because I, I I'll be really honest, it was not for myself. <laughs> I really yeah, and the people that say it is for themselves are fucking liars at some point it can be but in the beginning absolutely not i, I thought... didn't just go get fringe bangs because i was going to be in baltimore for a week i got him because i knew i was going to see him i wanted to look hot and i wanted my hair colored okay that is the god's raw dog truth but it we're, is... we're, we're joining it raw dog truth now <laughs> just... okay but here's the thing like that yeah that and also for me, I thought in my specific situation, I thought like money and building something and being mm-hmm. smart was super important to him. Yes. So like I literally took my whole, I started this whole business. I started the <laughs> social media. I started this whole, I switched careers. Mm-hmm. This man does not care about any of that. I mm-hmm. could look just as ugly as I did <laughs> when I was not ugly, but you I could not look, ugly. No, I could just be raw dog in life facially. <laughs> like, yeah. I was, and I could be just be doing my finance thing and not, and like, he, that's not what he ever cared about. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. I just, I wonder, I wonder what we, what we make them think about their own. their own selves in their own life you know what I mean like if I could live in their head and be like well Ange kind of made me want to think about this or Danny really said something and it makes me think about this yeah I think that'd be fascinating I know yours said he wanted to be on the podcast one day I think he was just joking with that no he did that's not what he said (laughs) oh oh wait never mind okay we're getting a little TMI Um, it's it's just it's so interesting fascinating people people are yeah I think um I think no I think what 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 he said is I I was like I have to go live tonight and he said I'm sure that I'm sure they'd love to watch me like bust my load all over you and I was like that is not what I'm doing (laughs) but probably they probably pay to see that too I feel like there should be a twin flame section of only fans honestly there probably is that would not surprise me I might subscribe to that if there was (laughs) but twin flame porn it feels more spiritual I feel like I have to go do some research after that Twin flame porn. They're I bet you any money there is. Because there's people that are like, I just wanna there's some like Uber, there's somebody in Sedona, like I just wanna watch twin flames having sex. Naked on the red dirt. Yeah. I will only Mm. watch the only porn I will watch will be Divine Counterpart. Divine Counterpart porn. Oh my god, it's totally a thing. It's totally a thing. Why are we not making money doing this? Okay, anyway, but that's not what I'm doing. Um, No, I think back to your original question. What I think I have gotten those. So there's been a few instances where I don't understand in the moment. And then they and then they say it later. So like one of them was, I think there was a moment for me when um, when my person was in a karmic, you know, in that relationship, and um, they, I was dating someone who was asking to borrow money, 
Yeah. And I said, oh, when we first met, I remember him saying that when we matched on Tinder, because we went on Tinder, he was like, you seem so normal. He was like, I get so many girls asking me to borrow money before we even meet. And I'm like, really? And he was like, yeah. So I knew this was a, a theme and I knew we were mirrors. So like, I was like, I just texted because we're friends. That's how we are. Yeah. So like, you know, I texted him that day and I said, um, oh my God, he keeps asking to borrow money. Is, I know this, has that ever happened to you? And he goes, not in years. So at the time I believed him, but literally just this week is when he came clean that that same ex owes him two grand. And I was like, so I you know. were fucking, and I remember standing in his house when I was like, I just feel like she's using you and you don't see it. And he was like, she's not like you. She doesn't fucking care about money. And he was really mad. And I was like, okay, well then I don't know or whatever. I'm just your friend. But then come to find out now she was okay. So, and, and then there's been times too, where especially I think that where he's like, okay, remember that time that you said about me and her that blah 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 <sighs> you were right you know yeah. what I, like it does and then this is a little bit different but like yeah there's definitely times and then there's random times that i've triggered him remember the mexican restaurant story i yeah. told him all the time but mm -hmm. he got so mad at me that one night when i told you we you and i went out to dinner and we didn't like the food and yeah. two weeks later he was like oh my god two weeks ago i just want to hate fuck this shit out of you yeah and i said what about what and he goes because you, that restaurant you didn't give him the chance to fix the food. I go, what? That was so innocuous. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, yes, it does. And it does. It does. Because, and, and he said to me sometimes too, and you know, my person is like me where it's, it takes a lot to bother other one of us. Um, and he said a bunch of times, like, you just really fucking piss me off sometimes. You know, like it's- Well, I've got, those... yeah, I've gotten that. I, I hate you and I love you at the same time. And it's yes. like, do I really, do I have that much of the impact on you? so yes you do yeah yeah there's a fine line between love and hate there really is and i i don't know how you can be with the same person the rest of your life married if you don't hate them <laughs> at some point you know what i mean like yes. that's what the passion is like i don't want to be with someone that's just like i love you all the time and it's like well that gets kind of boring like let's spice it up do something yell at me let's do something yes i think <laughs> i think that the whole let's grow <laughs> Yes, I think that the whole thing for me is any committed relationship and partnership has to acknowledge that there's going to be really rough, rough times and it's your ability to partnership partner through them right. Yeah, um, what is what is the old grandma adage it's not you and it's not you and the problem versus me it's you <gasps> and me versus the problem. Yeah, right. I like that. and I think a lot of times it's just, especially what uh, your upbringing for me it's like I was taught as a therapist mother I'm always trying to analyze why he is behaving the way he is towards mm. me and I and it's so it's been so hard to be like wait it doesn't it doesn't matter because this is about me stop analyzing and think and looking at what he's doing entirely yeah has he ever said that to you either because my person's he said that to me several he did not anymore because i don't do it but he'll be like stop psychoanalyzing me i don't need that yes he said that a few times but the problem is is he's such a mirror to me and we're both so deep and spiritual that um yeah he i think he analyzes me a lot a lot too though in ways that it's like okay yeah. stop yeah like so i don't know you, but when you stop, they stop. I can say that much. Because once I stop, I, I don't see him doing that anymore. It used to be a big chess match. And now it's just like, yeah. it gets a little heated. It's like, are we going to do this? Or are we going to, no, let's take our gloves off. It's not worth yeah. it, you know? I like that. I think it's, uh, it's it, the one thing too that my um, 
my best friend Jenny when she got married years ago I remember at her shower her grandma had been married like 60 years or something already and um she was talking to us and she said I'll tell you girls because we're probably in our late 20s she's like I'll tell you girls that um when they say in marriage there's good days and bad days that's not exactly true there are good years and bad years you might have a handful Mm -hmm. of years that are particularly tough um but if you if you go get through it together and you're committed to each other, like you I still love that. through it. Yeah. I, love and that. I think that was more realistic to me when she said that. And I think at that moment I was like, I don't think marriage is for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. It's really yeah, finding someone wanting to commit to that with you. But I think that's where for me personally, and I I, I think about this because you're Leo rising, I'm sad rising. I think Leo and sad rising in particular. I don't know why, but I do. And my mom's Leo rising. We have this thing where if you're not going to do the right fucking thing by me, I am out of here. Like we're, we are quick to run. And so I was taught that my whole life. It's a a pride thing. It's like, I'm not going to stick around for my mom would be like, you know, my mom's also been with my stepdad like 30 years now, but she she would be like, ew, like bad years. No, thank (laughs) you. I for sure go. Yeah. (laughs) Life is short. Go be homeless if you have to, Danny. That's what she would say. Yes, but but the woman teaching me this, I have to remember, has only had two romantic partners her entire life. She exactly. She was only dad for twenty five years and then Jim for thirty. So like, what? That, yeah. She didn't live her own fucking advice. Yeah, I know. Well, none of us. Yeah, it's really hard for any of us to do that, right? I mean, geez. But look at even your mom. But she's had she. But she'd be the first to tell you to move on, move on, move on. But how many times has she done that? Not to throw Ooh, her under the bus, count, but count, yeah, countless. It's like you're you're in a marriage right now, doing trying to get the same result that I'm trying to get from somebody else. Yeah. So there, nobody's following their own advice. Nobody's anyway. following their own advice anyway. No, because if we all were, we would all be literally in million dollar homes, driving Range Rovers with a perfect family and a child named Leela and Grace. You know, like just perfect little suburb <laughs> fucking soccer mom in my little Range Rover. But that's just not. Life can be really hard and that's okay. Well, and it doesn't have to be, but it's. The moments can be, the moments can feel really hard, but yes, if you get to an aligned and healed place and you don't text them, it's so much easier. Yeah. And perception is such a great tool within yes. the body. It really is. Language is the trap. And yeah. so I think we get stuck yeah. in all these words so much that's instead good. of that. That's why developing a daily spiritual practice of connecting and rooting in Mother Earth and mm-hmm. um, getting away from the language and, right. and tapping into that natural ability of perception is really the best gift anyone can do. Yeah, you know? beautiful. And that's that's why we say don't fucking text them. Go outside, touch some grass. Root in. Yeah, exactly. Go eat some corn nuts and go like on a walk barefoot, a hot girl healing walk barefoot. I mean, talk I hell. Who cares? You're so funny. You've topless. You've hit the point. I can. You have it in your eyes where you're done talking about it because this is how you get. <laughs> oh, I just, I just got so tired for some reason. Um, and now I'm like, now that we've had this conversation, I'm like, okay, so don't fucking text him, Danny. So <laughs> you get it. I know, but you get a look in your eyes. I get a glazed. Oh yeah, even at restaurants, I get like a glazed uh-huh. eye. Jenny, it's going crazy. I know. Well, I'm gonna call it since Danny, you've got your Danny's done look in your eyes. <laughs> Like, I love you so I much. I love you so much. This is so fun. Don't fucking text him. Don't fucking text him, guys. <laughs> no, I'm talking Bye. to you. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.